So last week, we were in 1 John. I got on one of my favorite topics, and that is love, because it's the love of God that changed my heart. So I really enjoy the topic. And lo and behold, that's what I preached on on Thursday night. Because the longer the week went, for me, it's just this, I, I truly believe this love, this love of God, this love that he has for us, this love that we can walk in with him is the foundation. I don't believe there's unity without love, right? There's no peace without love. All these things that we can strive for and seek, if we're not walking in love and we're not letting his love work in us, in us and through us and to others, there's a disconnect. And as usual, this is not, it's not condemnation, it's the challenge. Sometimes, most of the time, my flesh wants to say the opposite of what the Spirit's saying to me. My flesh wants to do, well, I can't possibly love this person, just wait. Don't let emotions get in the way right now. Don't let preconceived ideas get in the way right now. Just know God is love. We, that's, we talked about that last week. God is love. There's no separating it. It's who he is. It's his being. You can't remove it from him. You can't change it. You can't dictate it. It's just who he, he is. It's who he is. So I want to pick back up in 1 John. 1 John 4. We'll be going to Romans here soon, but we'll be coming back to 1 John. But we ended up in verse 13. And it says, By this we know, 1 John 4, 13, By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. So that's just affirmation, right? We receive Christ, Holy Spirit's with us. He's leading, he's guiding us. We never have to doubt who we are if we're saved because we have the Holy Spirit. That should remove all fear, all doubt, all questions. No, I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to me. There's, there's just, you know, and we'll get to more of this, but... There's a, there doesn't need to be a question because he gave us the spirit to reaffirm us in the fact that I love you. He sent his son, I love you. Jesus did what he did, conquered sin, rose again. He's at the right hand of the father and he said, you know what, I love you. I'm gonna give you my Holy Spirit. I love you. You're not gonna walk this life out on your own. I love you. Here's my spirit. And you know how I feel about the Holy Spirit? We should be seeking, talking, walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit every day. Sometimes that takes a little more motivating than other days. Just honest. Because life can get in the way. Things can get in the way. Things happen. But I truly believe this relationship with the Holy Spirit is second only to salvation. Just because it's because of salvation, we get the Holy Spirit. So let's keep reading. 
Verse 14, and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. So this is John speaking. John walked and talked with him, right? John was the disciple whom Jesus loved. Like there was this unique relationship between the two and I think that's why I associate with John so well because that love has truly just transformed me. But John saw it. John studied it out. John is growing it. He wrote letters. He wrote books about it. John knows and so he's testifying to the fact that God is love and that he sent his son There was no other question. Jesus was the son of God. He's declaring Jesus the son of God. Verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So our confession of faith that Jesus, you are Lord. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. The love of God is abiding in you. That's awesome. That should encourage because I know there's times in my life, I know there's times in other people's lives where we feel very unloved. And I think a lot of those moments are because we're seeking love outside of the context of God, outside of our relationship with God. And if we're not seeking the love of God We're going to really be let down in this world. Family fails. I fail. I try not to. My goal is to not fail. Friends fail, right? People fail us. I fail people. I can be honest. I fail people. My heart is to not fail people. But we still fail each other. God never fails. His love for us never fails. So if I'm seeking his love, even in those moments where everybody else's love is failing me, I can still be loved. I can still walk in peace. I'm not judging myself on others' opinions of me. I'm judging myself on his opinion of me. And his opinion of me is love. Plain and simple. His opinion of you is love. And all that entails, love is such a big thing. We see our love towards each other. But once again, with God, I don't know that we can always comprehend the depths of it. Right? Nor do we have to. We can simply receive. And as we're receiving, Lord, help me grow in this. Help me understand this. Help me walk in this. Because as we walk in it, it fills us, and then it can spill out onto others. Right? It's not just this little secret. Ha-ha, I have the love of God. I'm going to lock this away, and I am just going to hang on to it. It's not the point. We've been going through the gospel, correct? And the gospel is Jesus for everyone. 
It's the good news of the gospel. The good news of gospel is Jesus, and he desires all. So I, I, I can't lock this away. I can't hide this away. I need, I need it. I need it to get to the point where it fills me, and then I can share. Right? Yes, it is personal, but eventually, eventually, it should be corporate. Eventually, it should go out to others, whether it's simply family and friends, or I don't know what God's calling you to do. I don't know what he's putting in your heart, but as the love of God stirs in you and as the love of God grows in you, you can't simply just... God's a big God. And he's okay with big ideas. He's okay with big thoughts. He's okay with you looking ahead. He's okay with us saying, Lord, what do you have out there? What do you have, not just now, but in the future? What is there? What do I need to get ready for? What do I need to prepare myself for? What do I need to be studying? What do I need to be going through to grow in you so when this moment comes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to share your love. I'm ready to share your goodness I'm ready to plant a seed. We can all plant seeds. I think we, we, we plant seeds with every word that comes from our mouth. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful. It's all seeds. It's all landing somewhere. You know, the bad and the ugly, I pray that they're, we're ripping those out, casting them off, Right? Retilling that ground, preparing it for the good seed. Bad seed is you're not loved. That's bad seed. Bad seed is God cannot work in your life. Bad seed is you're too far gone. Bad seed is you've messed up too many times. Bad seed is God doesn't have a partner for you, a helpmate for you, a friend for you. Bad seed is you'll never reconcile. You'll never be reconciled. That's bad seed. It's bad seed. Dig it up, rip it out, burn it, whatever you got to do, get it out. Because that's not the love of God. God didn't pour out his flesh on all people. God didn't die. Jesus didn't die for all people. So we could just have a little bit here, a little scrap there, a little crumb here. He's so full of blessing and he's so full of love that it'll overtake you. It can overtake you. It should overtake you. Because that's the God we serve. But a lot of times it comes down to, have I been told a lie so long that I no longer believe that that's the God I serve? And that can come through doctrine. That can come through people. That can come through my own thoughts. You know, I, I liked, my big thing was blaming others. 
because I put myself under somebody who blamed everybody for everything. So what, what, what was I going to pick up? The goodness of God? You know, what, what was I going to, what, what was going to take root in me? It was a blame game. And when God truly started working in my life, and I truly started to reflect, a lot of it was just self-imposed. And that's hard to say, but a lot of it was very self-imposed because I just, without God, we, we just are. There's no hope. There's no future. There's no plan. And so I could just easily tell myself, well, you're a screw up. Great job. What does it matter what you do? Because you're going to screw it up. Good job. Right? And I just, and there was just this cycle. So I've had to apologize for a lot of things because I put a lot of stuff on other people that they didn't deserve. And whether I said it to them outright or whether I was thinking it in my heart, it's all the same. My thoughts towards you are just as important as my words towards you. Right? And vice versa. And it doesn't matter who it is. My, our thoughts can have effect because our thoughts take root. Our thoughts eventually will come out into something spoken. That's why it's so important to guard our hearts. It's so important to be renewing our mind on a daily basis. Sometimes it's second by second. I mean, truly, I've been there. My mantra that I would just speak and mumble all day long at times is I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have Because what was churning up in there was not the mind of Christ. And what was churning up in my head was just destruction. It was destruction. So verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. Go ahead and turn to Romans. I want to explore that just a little bit. Because this is essential. You know, we're going through the gospel. This confessing Christ, it's essential, right? And we'll get here. Romans 10, we'll start in verse 9. And this is Paul speaking. It says, verse 9, Romans 10, verse 9. We'll go through 13, I believe it is. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Bottom line. You will be saved. And this is our message the gospel, the goodness of God, all these promises, all these things that Jesus did, the Holy Spirit. Eventually, someone's going to say, well, how do, I, how do I get that? I want that. How do I get there? What do I have to do? And here it is. Highlight this, memorize this, at least know where the reference is. Romans 10, 9. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. 
For scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. These are such powerful verses. I believe everyone, I, don't, I guess I can't say everyone, but everybody I know in this room has called upon the name of the Lord. You are saved. But am I shielding myself from his riches? Am I shielding myself from his love? Am I building up a wall because I don't understand or I heard somebody say this or I just don't believe it? Or I've been hurt too many times. God's healing is eternal. I don't care how many times you've been hurt. I don't care how many times you've been let down. God can do something with it. The love of God can do something with it. The love of God can change your heart. but it's only the love of God that can truly change. It's only the love of God that can bring us from death to life, that can give us all these promises that are given to us in this New Testament and under this new covenant. It's only God. It's there. It's available. Verse 13, for everyone... I, I love that word, everyone. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Once again, I go back to the prophecy for the valley. Everyone in whole communities will be saved. <laughs> Everyone in whole communities. That's powerful. But how about maybe everyone in my family? I can believe for that. I can believe for that. Everyone in my extended family, I don't want to put limits on God. But if my heart towards these people is not godly, it's hard to pray that out, right? It's hard to see them in God's eyes because I'm not walking in God's love. So mark those verses, go over those verses Memorize those verses. Do whatever you got to do, but they're powerful, powerful verses. And we're going to be using them a lot. We're going to be using them a lot. Amen? All right, back to First John. First John 16, First John 4, verse 16. 
So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. So you're going to see that in this chapter and with John, if you go to John chapter 15, he stresses this abides. And I'll just give some definitions because I like definitions. But this abide. The King James is dwelleth, but Strong says to stay in a given place, state, or relation, an expectancy, right? Abide, continue, dwell, endure, be present. I really like that one, be present. Be present. To remain, to stand, to tarry, to remain. Even in the hard times, remain in his love. In the good times, remain his, in his love. In the hard times, remain in his love. At all times, let it be him. Because in God, in Jesus, in the Holy Spirit is where we find what we need in the hard times. What we need in the good times and everything in between. But if we step outside, it's not that the Holy Spirit leaves us. It's not that God turns his back on us. But if I step outside into bitterness, unforgiveness, whatever it looks like, I've just shut a door. I've shut a door to my salvation. I've shut a door to my help. I've shut a door to being led. And I've, I've, I've decided I'm going to do it on my own. And usually on my own is filled with emotions that just get me in trouble. That take me down roads I shouldn't be going. That put ideas in my head that don't need to be there. Abide. Remain. Remain with him. And that can look a lot of different ways. Abide in his word. Abide in relationship. Abide, remain. Be present with the Holy Spirit. He's inside of us. Be present with him. What is it? Get quiet. Pray in the Spirit. Do whatever you got to do, but be present. I, I have to work on that because my mind can wander very easily. It just does. There's a lot of things going on in life and I got ideas and this, that, and the other thing. And, and then there's Facebook and all the other distractions of life. And man, I, I recently had to repent of just wasting time. I'm guilty of it. I can waste time with the best of them. Oh, I just need, I just need uh, some mindless entertainment right now. I just want to lay here and do nothing. That's never been beneficial for me. Because laying and doing nothing, instead of maybe laying and focusing on God, I lay and focus on who knows what. All right? 
It's not about mindless entertainment. It's because our rest is in him, right? He brings us rest. He brings us peace. Why am I so, why, why am I so quick to, I've walked in it, I've experienced it, but I'm also so quick to just lay it aside and be fleshy Jesse. Just honest. My prayer is that it, over time, it continually goes back. Okay, nope, nope. I catch it quicker, and I say, no, I need to be here. No, I need to be here. No, I shouldn't be meditating on that. Lord, where do you need me? And I believe that's where we start to walk in this fullness. You know, we talked about perfection, perfection in love. So let's go back there. So I'll read 16 one more time. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love perfected in us. By this, by what? By everything that was just said beforehand. This has been two weeks worth of 1 John 4. Some of the themes. See if I can find them. So this is why I encourage you, go back and read these verses. Pick out those things in each verse All right, what is it in this verse verse that helps me abide? What is it? Because he says, verse 17, by this is love perfected in us, or with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. All these things beforehand are going to bring us to this point where we are being perfected and walking in confidence. Love brings confidence. The love of God, the relationship with God, relationship with the Holy Spirit brings confidence in him. Why? Because he doesn't let us down. Why? Because he's bestowing wisdom. He's bestowing knowledge. He's helping us grow. He's showing, those are- showing us those areas in life that we could correct, that we could fix, that we should repent of, turn and go the other way. Get back on that leading. Get back on that path. That's the point of this love. That's the point of the love of God to perfect us. Because verse 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We just talked about confidence, right? We walk in love so we can grow in confidence so I can go boldly before the throne of God. I'm not going boldly before the throne of God if I fear God, if I don't know God. Right? When we think of judgment day, what comes up, what rises up in us? Is it a confidence that says, amen? I'm here. Right? Is, it, is there a confidence when we think of the future, when we think of our moments with God, when we think of that time at the end, when he's saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. We can have confidence for that. 
And it comes through all these things that we read, and just some of them, believing he is love and that he loves us. If I don't believe he loves me, how can I receive from his love? And these are just bits I've taken out of those previous verses. Jesus is the manifest love of God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's what Jesus said. In Hebrews, it says he is the express image, the exact. When you see him, you see God. What was Jesus' ministry? Love, reconciliation. He had compassion on those, right? We just got to look to Jesus. And when we look to Jesus, we'll see him point us to the Holy Spirit. Because what did he say in John 16? It's better that I go. Because if I don't go, I can't give you my spirit. That is such a profound statement, I can't even tell you. John 16, 7, I believe it is. Jesus said, it's better that I go. What? Because he did his part. He did everything he needed to do. Now it's the Holy Spirit's time. The Holy Spirit's time to indwell, to help, to do all the things that he's supposed to do. But it's Jesus. Jesus is the manifest love of God. Holy Spirit, reveal that to me. Help me when I read the word and when I read about Jesus, help reveal that love to me. We can pray these things, right? Help me, Father, when I get into the word and I'm reading this out, to reveal, to teach. Holy Spirit's our teacher. He can teach, right? He's our comforter. In those times that we need comfort, are we going to the Holy Spirit? Or are we just trying to figure this out on our own? It's this relationship, it's this abiding in this relationship. It's this abiding in love. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm sure a lot of you can attest to this, I don't know how a lot of things have changed in my life. I can't always give you the moment, the date, when or how it happened. But that's just, I can give you some things. But when God's working in you, all of a sudden things just, you look at something differently. I can't tell you when it happened, but there was a day when I looked at my wife and I looked at my children and I just felt love. I don't know when exactly. I don't know how exactly. I know how because God was working in me. But I, we can't always, you know, explain it. But it works. Just let God work in you. Let his love work in you. Let his love flow through you. So I want to go back to 17, John 4, 17, because this is, well, before I do that. So just a few more themes through those verses. Believing that he first loved us so we can love others. You can love others. We can. We have the ability to love others because he loved us first. 
Because he loves, we can love. But once again, am I grasping that? Am I hanging on to that? Or am I saying, that's not me? When God speaks it, when it's read in the word, when it's at the promise of God, don't ever say that's not for me. It's for each and every one of us. We are all his children. It's for each and every one of us. If we love God, he abides in us, through us, in our mind. His love is working in us. He gave us his spirit. Who confe- whoever confesses Jesus as God, he abides. But it's all centered around God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And if we think we can separate that, we're just going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Let's go back to verse 17. By this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Underline this, highlight this, whatever you got to do. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. As he is, as Jesus is, so also are you in this world. As the Holy Spirit is, so also are you in this world. That's as powerful as it gets. I would truly encourage you to meditate on that and let the Lord reveal that to you. As he is, and it's my whole saying of we don't have to wait until we die to experience eternity. We're walking in it right now. What are we utilizing? Am I utilizing my flesh and just the things I know? Or am I relying on the depths of God? Am I relying on that fact that God has given Jesus everything? Jesus shares everything with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit resides in me. That direct line. John 16, 12 through 15. Read it over and over and over again. And then read that one and then go back to 1 Corinthians 2.10 and just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And tell me there's not enough power there to help your situation. Tell me there's not enough power there to change somebody's life. Tell me there's not enough power there to change your life, my life, those out there. Like I said on Thursday night, I don't believe it's a power thing. He's given us it all. We have it all. But I think I truly believe it's a love thing. Because I was, I was not effective when I wasn't loving people. And I think, how could I be? God is love. How could I possibly think I could minister into somebody's life and not have love involved? Man. Man. 
but I don't have to be without love. We don't have to be without love. We don't have to be without the power of God. I just believe we choose to be. I chose to. I chose for too many years to walk away, to not utilize what was mine. It was mine. It's yours. He freely gives. He freely gives. It's ours. All right. So let's go down to verse 19. We love because he first loved us. Verse 20. Now don't close yourself off to these verses because these are life-changing verses. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must love his brother. That terrified me. Because there was an individual in my life who I hated more than anything in this world. And I was working my way back. Things, I was growing in the Lord. Things were being revealed to me and I read this verse and I'm not joking you, terror just ripped through my body. The terror and fear of, I actually have to apologize to this person. I don't want to apologize to this person. I don't want to forgive them. But then I said, well, do I want to walk in the love of God? Do I want to walk in the power of God? What, it, was, it, was a, it truly was a split in the road. Because I can tell you right now, if I would have went the other way, I would not be where I am right now. Because that hatred consumed me. Literally consumed me. It was ruining my relationship with my family. It was ruining my health. I would just shake because I was so stressed and so angry and so just... My, the thoughts that I had towards this, this individual were not godly. If I could have physically harmed that person, I would have. Because he what he had done. Somebody needed to do something about what he had done, what he was continuing to do. Somebody needed to do something. I'm more than willing to do it. And then I read this verse, and I'm like, oh. And there was a fight that happened there. And I remember, we weren't talking, we hadn't talked in probably almost 10 years. And I remember I was, and God was just, Holy Spirit was just pounding me with this. Make this right. Make this right. Make this right. Because I knew, because it was this revelation of you're not moving forward until you make this right. I can't do anything else if you're going to 
build this wall of hatred. I can't do it. Because that's not where he walks. He's there, but I'm shutting off that power. I'm shutting off that love. That love powers everything. That love powers everything. And I'm sitting in my car, and I'm texting him, and I can barely write because I'm shaking so bad. And I just, I simply said, I apologize for what I did because I had to own up to the fact that I did something. He did, what he did was wrong. What he was doing is wrong. What he's still doing is wrong. But my words, my actions only propelled it. Didn't help it. There was nothing godly about it. My attitude, nothing godly. No godly thoughts. Nothing there. And I apologized. And I asked for forgiveness. And I hit send. And I'm telling you, the minute I hit send, it was literally like the weight of the world just... I thought I was floating. I'm not even joking you. Like, there was just this... And I could breathe again. And... I just sat in my car and I was just like, oh my God, what just happened? And guess what? He didn't apologize back. It's not what I did it for. I pray someday we'll have a conversation and I pray someday I can be useful and helpful in this individual's life but I had to release this stuff. I had to let this stuff go because this stuff was impeding my walk with God. And if you think, we think we're going to walk this kind of stuff out and have this productive relationship and productive walk, you're fooling yourself. I'm fooling myself. I was fooling myself to think that I didn't have to apologize. I could have these thoughts for him, but I could still love everybody else out here. It was wrong. And that was, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I mean, that was probably eight years ago, nine years ago. There's still been no apology, right? There's still been, you know, and it was sad because he wrote me back again. Because I wrote him, and I said, you know what? This can change. God can help you through this. He's helping me through it. And he said, I'll, I'll get what I deserve. It's very sad. <clears throat> My last text to him was, you don't have to. We all deserve hell. It's only because of Jesus. Right? It's only because of what he did. It's only because of his love that any of us are here, that any of us are experiencing this. I don't care if it seems really minute in your eyes. Work it out. Say the words that need to be said. Do the things that need to be done because walking with God and in the power of God is better.
Just, there's no getting around that. God is better. His relationship is better. His love is better. His peace is better. His mercy is better. His grace is better. Everything with God is better. His will is better. What he wants for your life is better than anything you could hope, think, or imagine. What are we hoping and thinking and imagining? I just want to get to the end. That was me. I just want to get to the end. I've had enough of this. I don't want to do this. That was me. I don't want to do this. That was me. But with God, it's better. God has given me something to hope for. God has given me a family that I love and adore. God has put people in my life that help me and build me up, and I'm hoping I'm doing the same for them. But it's this love of God. So I would encourage you, go this week, read these verses, pull them out, pull out those things. Pull out those things that God's talking to you about, revealing you to you about love. Study this love out. Study it out. Because it's what changes things. It's what heals things. It's what propels things. If nothing's moving in your life, go back to love. Well, I know this, and I know this, and why isn't this working, and why isn't that working, and why am I struggling here, and why won't this door open? I don't know, but go back to love. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I can guarantee results. I can. That's something I'm absolutely confident in is the love of God. It changes things. You will not be the same. Change. Change is good. Change is good. The change that happened in my life is good. Change is not bad. It can be uncomfortable. I may not want it, but most of the time it's my flesh going, ugh. Change is good. Seek that change. Seek God's change in your life. I guarantee results. I guarantee it. Amen? All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you are so, so good. So, so good. I thank you for the work that you're doing in each and every one of our lives. I pray that this word takes root, grows and flourishes and bears fruit. Father, I, just, I, I pray for expectations as we go from here, and not just for this week, but for forever, Father. Expectations of we can do this. I can do this, Father. With you, I can do this. 
expectations of you have something for me. I don't have to do this alone. I'm not doing this alone. Expectations of a will and a purpose. Expectations of love. Father, your love meets needs. I just thank you for that, Father. And I just pray your safety over each and every one of us as we leave here today, Father. And just continued opportunities to show people your love. In Jesus' name, amen.